0: Welcome to the Day Slayer podcast, where you and I level up our lives by talking to BJJ practitioners from all walks of life. I'm Patrick Donabedian, and I'm a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, retired competitor, and coach at Eddie Bravo's 10th Planet World Headquarters in downtown Los Angeles. Today, I'm joined by Richie Bogie Martinez, uh, third-degree black belt, three-time EBI champion, owner at uh, 10th Planet San Diego and longtime mentor of mine. Richie, what's up doing? brother? How good you to doing, you. today?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, brother.
0: Yeah. So, um the first the first thing I want to ask you um cuz you ju- you just got your uh some news. You just got your third degree last night. Yeah, yeah. Th- third yeah, degree your black belt. Yeah. Um yeah. So congratulations on that. Um Thank I want to rewind that. I want to rewind all the way back to your first day of jiu-jitsu. I want to hear what that was like. What got you to show up there? Uh what what surprised you? What was just like the story of your of your first day of jiu-jitsu? Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, my 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 first day of jiu-jitsu was um kind of weird cuz um I always had jiu-jitsu in the background. You know, like like um I always watched MMA, I always watched um, martial arts in general, you know, movies and stuff like that, but I was never involved in martial arts. When I was young, when I was, like, very little, I think I did, like, some karate classes, some boxing classes, but um, nothing, like, serious, I guess. It would be, like, a month's trial, and then that would be it, um, but as I got older, I, I fell in love more with the, with the aspect of... Of martial arts, especially because I feel there's so many similarities between dancing, the, the the break dancing, and um and 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 martial arts, you know. And um, when when we started, jujitsu, was kind of weird because we were teaching break dancing classes at a dance studio slash jiu-jitsu studio, which was Tempana Vista. And um, basically, what happened is we were teaching, and then as we would get there, like everybody would be leaving, all the people that were doing jujitsu. And then um, the coach, the the owner is like, hey, you guys are able to train if you guys wanted to. And we'll be like, okay, cool. And I was just kind of like nonchalant about it. I was like, yeah, cool one day, you know, but I've always wanted to learn like martial arts, not specifically jujitsu, but just martial arts in general. And um, my brother, I think I had a job at the time. They was like, not allowing me to go at that specific time that they had class. So I would go straight to just teaching. And then he started going earlier and started taking classes. A month in, he – um or, like, two, three months in, he he already competed. He was going to compete in his first tournament, which was, um, I believe, the first Gracie Nationals. And then um, he ended up doing very well. But for me, I saw it as, a man, this is such a – way to be a competitor right like it's like we've been competing our whole lives and this is like a a new way to compete and i was like man that's kind of dope and it reminded me of like a battle right you're in front of the person and you guys go at it you know and it was like it was literally like a breakdancing battle just in a different form you know um so as soon as i saw him compete he did very well he ended up winning his division like very very he I think it was like blue belts up and and he went I mean he was a white belt He's only been training for like two three months and he ended up winning the whole division by submissions and um the next day after that I'm like dude I gotta do this shit you know I got I gotta go in there I gotta go try out and, and then um I think it was like a a Sunday because I think they competed on Saturday or something like that or or maybe a Sunday and then competed or they competed on Sunday and I went to class on Monday. But I remember going in there and um, Johnny Ho was there as well. Mm. Like He was already, I believe he was like a blue belt already. So it was Johnny Ho mm-hmm. and then like a, a bunch of um, other guys or whatever, and then my brother. And um, I'm like, man, I'm going to be a bigger guy and be stronger, you know? And it was like, it was just kind of like, not a reality check, but just kind of like, oh my God, there's so much to learn, you know? Like the, it wasn't... I, I, I think as a, as a, as I was coming up, I never been like, man, that was a reality check. And it was more like, oh, I got to learn that or I got to learn more. So for me, it was more excitement. My first day was very, very exciting. Um, even though it wasn't going my way in certain times or, or, or when we were rolling and stuff like that, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah. I was just very, very excited to just be able to learn more and, 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 and gain more knowledge in something that I was like very, very new at. And I think that's what kept me going, I feel that there was always something new, something more exciting, something to learn, right? And and that's for my, for me, it's all about knowledge, right? Like, it's like, you just want to keep on growing as much as possible. So every day that I was going in there, it was like something brand new. Even if it was the same move that I've already learned, I was like, I could find new things about it. And uh, and yeah, that was basically my first day, which is, it was more exciting than, than than nerves. It was more like, like, like I was learning Every second that I was on those mats, man, and it was it was a it was a special mm. day for sure. It was a special day, and they and they and they made me want more. It made me hungry, um, to keep on going back.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you're really driven by this idea of wonder and novelty, and just going deeper and deeper into a rabbit hole. And that yeah, cause that makes me wonder about you know you're you're the older brother, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. For I mean, anyone listening to this probably knows, but you're you guys are known as the Freak Brothers, you and yeah, Gio yeah. Martinez. Um, how many years do you have on him uh, in age? Um,
1: I think it's two and a half, two and a half. Yeah. Okay. Two, two and a half. And,
0: two and yeah. And he started jujitsu. Base. Are you saying he basically started like a few days or a week before you, or like a lot, a, a, a lot more? A,
1: a, a few months. A few months before me. Maybe like three or four months before me.
0: Okay, so did which, is kinda, which, is, the... which is kind of which is
1: which is kind of crazy because it's like he got his black belt like a few months mu- like so he got his his black belt in like three years and six months and I got mine in three years and eleven months so it's kind of like <laughs> oh it weird, almost yeah. matched it almost yeah matched so it, almost, yeah
0: yeah so you were the old you're the big brother both in terms of age and your and you're physically bigger
1: size yeah yeah, did yeah. It, how,
0: how did how did you deal with? I assume starting out and on the come up. I don't know how your guys' roles look these days. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's a lot of back and forth. But on the come up, he was pro. He was well ahead of you um, in the beginning. Like how did? Uh, <laughs> like how, how uh, did you deal with that as an older brother, or, or at least on day one? I don't know. I don't yeah know yeah yeah.
1: That. That, that, like, day how how did you deal no, with they, that? Uh, um, day one definitely. He definitely um was getting the better end of me, but I was still we were still very green, but I, I had movement, right? Like I have um, mobility and strength and all that stuff. So even though I was getting in bad positions, I was still being able to like explode or, or literally like weasel my way out of them. You know what I'm saying? Like out of bad positions. And that was all something that I was always kind of good at. Like, even though I was like stuck in bad positions or anything like that, I would kind of like try to figure out a way out with either my flexibility are dexterity you know what i'm saying those things help me out even till now like i feel like my dexterity is like one of the best dexterities in jujitsu you know so i feel that that's always been kind of like one of my one of my key components to like be able to help me um get out of different positions and to be honest being able to attack as well in different positions so i feel that even when even if i was green even if i was new i was still able to move around in ways that people would never have so I, I even though it was my my first days, my second days, like my first week i was still able to do better than most people would in their first six months i would say
0: yeah so when you say that people in their first six months you're you're in the role now you know, it's been, it's been many years and you're, you're, you're spending as much time coaching as you are training and competing now, I assume. And you're, and you're coaching people and that are in their first week or first month or six months. And, you know, they come to you wanting to learn uh, jujitsu, but may, but par- possibly also a certain style of jujitsu, which is your style. And, you know, cause you're known for the the carny, you're famous for the Japanese necktie, Mexican bow tie, a lot of Darces and a lot of these attacks from not just that require flexibility and length um, and athleticism, but also from like, you know, some unconventional positions. And so I'm curious if you, if you have a fundamental, if you still teach a fundamentals type program or you take students right into the, the, you know, deep end of, of your style of attacking and grappling?
1: Uh, for me, I, I I I never give somebody more than they could chew. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I, ne- I always try to make sure that they're able to to adapt to what I'm teaching. So I'm never going to be like, hey, you could only, uh, I'm going to throw everybody into the deep end, but I'm never at the same time, I'm never like, hey, this is all you can learn. You could only learn the basics at first. It's like, no, I, I'll let you, choose the route that you want to take because at the end of the day I could tell them what I want but everybody has their own path right so it's like they might want to be somewhere in the middle maybe they feel they should be a little bit higher than I'm already pushing them so sometimes I kind of let them choose their path sometimes I have to take them back you know I'll be like hey I know you wanted to take this path of being a little bit more advanced but it might be a little bit too much for you so let's start taking a little bit more, even though you say like, you're taking like intermediate class or whatever, not necessarily intermediate, but all levels classes uh, um, five days a week. Let, let's drop you down to two times a week and let's do three beginner classes a week instead. You know, maybe that'll catch you up a little bit more to where you want to be a little bit faster instead of them just getting stuck in the position of like, all levels or intermediate, I would say. And then just not being able to ever catch on because that would drive somebody to like, Eventually, potentially quit, you know. So, as a coach, I have to kind of guide them a certain way. But I'll let you choose what you want to choose. Whether you want to just kind of jump through the deep end, you're like, dude, I don't care. I want to learn rubber guard right now. I'm like, I can't tell you no, because that's what I did. I I was I got thrown into the deep end right off the bat. So why why would I shut somebody down from that position or opportunity, you know? So I kind of give them the chance to choose, and if they don't feel if I feel that it's not the right move, then I'll be like, "Hey, bro, you're doing good, but you know what's gonna make you better? If we step back a little bit and start doing some more beginner classes, just kind of guiding them a little bit without making them feel like they didn't make the right choice. You know what I'm saying? But yes, I, yeah. I do. I do. I do have a, a curriculum for beginners. Oh, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Hold on.
0: Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we're good now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I do have a curriculum for straight beginners. Like literally, you can take. I have guys in my beginner classes that take only beginner classes that are like brown belts, and it's like I, I just love this class, you know. And it's like they're just very, very good at the basics. And sometimes I'll throw a little bit curveballs, you know, like say like a, a holiday or like a, a Friday. Sometimes it's a little bit smaller class. i like, hey guys we're going to kick it up a notch and we're going to throw some rubber guard. You know, so I'm always kind of throwing them like, we're going to break down the rubber guard, like, like beginner path, you know, and end up and like, cool, you know, it's this something exciting. But I definitely have those classes that are just like straight beginner classes, like real, very mm-hmm. fundamental. And and I feel that, they, you know, most people need that, but some guys, they want to go at a faster speed and, and I can't blame them, you know, like I did yeah. that exact same thing and it wasn't my choice. It was just kind of like, I kind of got thrown into, into the deep end, you know, and, and, and it was like sink or swim. And thankfully I was able to swim a little bit, you know, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's so many threads I want to pull on there. Um, Well, you mentioned you, you're mentioning how, you know, you're basically saying you, you steer students toward toward beginner or advanced classes and, and that, that way they can set a proper expectation for, you know, who their opponent's going to be, what kind of resistance they're going to run into. Um, You know, what the, one of the reasons why I'm having you on as my first, as the first podcast episode I told you is, is because you, you were the inspiration for me to create the, uh, this day slayer brand really. But initially it started as having a a. 6am program at, uh, at 10 planet down Eddie Bravo's gym, 10 planet Los Angeles. And, um, and because yeah at the time morning jiu was not really a thing in our community uh it was just morning workouts were a thing like fitness but not jiu and you were the you seemed to be the one guy that had a 6 a.m program and I saw pictures of you posting with your selfies and there were like a bunch of people behind you I was like there's that many people up up at 6 a.m doing jiu this is crazy uh and so yeah that that gave me the the confidence that, oh, there is a market for this, and uh, and it is possible. Like, Boogie doesn't have bags under his eyes. He's, he's not dying. He's still competing. Um, so now, uh, bringing this back to what you said about advanced to beginners, one of the things that I've done uh, to, you know, because especially starting starting a 6 a.m. class like that, there's still not a lot of people at first. And so I made it mixed levels. And I, I thought one day I would make it not mixed levels. I'd have, I thought I'd eventually break it up into beginner and advanced. But I've actually enjoyed keeping it mixed levels because I like, I like one advanced people bringing up beginners and like them creating that ecosystem of teaching and hilled and being being the hammer and the nail um, at different times. And I also like, um, and I also like that I do sometimes have to teach a beginner. career like someone shows up, it's like day one, I can't teach what I plan on teaching necessarily. And I like that it sometimes has to, it reminds my advanced students, uh, like my brown belts or even black belts. of like, Oh, like this is, this is how you do a proper trap and roll. And like, here's this detail here that you might've forgotten, or here's how you do some basic takedowns, uh, and self-defense, things like that. So Yeah, I'd like to know, is your, have you kept your 6am just like all mixed level or is it beginner, is it advanced? Like, how does that work?
1: So, so my, my beginner class started kind of weird because before I was like owner of 10th Planet, it was an MMA school and then it became 10th Planet. Um, It was like literally pure MMA. Like it it was mostly kickboxing based MMA Um, and they didn't really have a jiu-jitsu program, but they had... evening class there was um there was like five days a week and I was like oh somebody already teaches like, I'm not gonna jack their job you know what I'm saying it's like they already have somebody been yeah. there for a while and I'm like and but one of the coaches that I made coaches was like hey I, I want you to try to teach a class here and I was like for sure cool you know and then it's like what would you say if if we we open up early what would, would you want to teach a, a early class and I was like um like how early, right? Like it's like, cause I, at the time I was working as a bouncer, you know, like I was trying to do MMA and I was bouncing at, at like bars and clubs and stuff like that. And then um, he's at like six AM, and I was like, oh, I I'm, I'm down to try, you know. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we we did a uh, we did like a uh list to see who who was interested, you know, like a sign-up sheet to see who was interested and who wasn't, and um. Ended up getting a good amount of people signed up. I think like 15 in the first week, like signed up for it. So we're like, okay, let's do it. You know, like we we can make something out of it. So I'm like, and at the time I was like, extra money ain't gonna hurt. You know, so I was like, fuck it, let's do it. You know, and um, ended up being me in that class and then two other students, right? For like the first like three weeks probably. But mm-hmm. I feel that once people started seeing that I was actually consistent with that class, That's when it went just like, it went from like two people to like 10 right off the bat. It wasn't like two, four, six, it was like two, 10. And then I was like, oh shit, something's happening. And then it went from like, from 10 to like 20, 25. And I was like, oh shit. And it wasn't like 20, 25, like once in a blue moon. It was like every single day, like that I've had class. I was like, let's do it five days a week. And then they're like, all right, cool. Five days a week works. I started doing five days a week and it was like 25 30 people very small room and then um when the when they were gonna switch the the lease the lease was gonna end at this building and then they're like hey do you want to um bring in the test planet program here and stuff like that and I was like yeah 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 I'm I'm down I'm down for that man I'm down for that and that's when I you know started establishing being able to put the 10 planet system over here. And I was still a brown belt, you know, so I like didn't do nothing of it, like nothing huge or nothing. But once I established myself, got my black, I, well, I actually got my black belt the day we opened up 10 planets in NATO. That's the way that day I was given my black belt. Um, but um, when when that happened or whatever, like I kept my six AIM class. Like I, I've never not stayed in my six AIM class. I'm like, this is the these are the reasons why these guys are these guys are the reasons why I was able to even open up a program here, open up a school, do all that stuff. So I always kind of like they gave me this this that I have now. So it's like I can't just be like peace out now. Somebody else is going to teach. It's like I always wanted to be consistent to them, like they were with me. And and to be honest, it's been nine years now that that I've had this school, and um I still have like a few guys that are still in that same class that were there from day mm. one, you know? I literally have my day one guy. He's a black girl now. His name is Andy Wayne. He, he's still, he's still the, that guy. He's still my Uke, everything Sam, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. there's, like, and he's the guy that's, like, never missed a day, you know what I'm saying? Like, the only time he misses a day is, like, when he's sick, which is rare, you know what I'm saying? So, it's, like, kind of, like, damn, that's cool. So, we always kind of, I, I kind of always make sure that those guys get taken care of, like, they took care of me, I'm taking care of them. But we, I do teach uh open levels because like I said, at first I had to kind of like build them up and it was just kind of like that. There was a time in the middle of everything that I'm like, I had 25 people, right? And I was like, how do I increase that level? How do I, everybody's already getting good. I'm like, how do I increase that level? And I'm like, it was a year and it was um, Nogi Worlds. And I was like, Why well, I gotta, I gotta do something to like build up this class even more. I wanted to go from like 20 people to like 35 people. That's what I wanted to do. That was my mission. And I was like, Mm -hmm. all right, guys, this is the time that we have the most time, more flexibility on time. So I started thinking and I was like, what am I gonna do? I'm like, all right, who wants to compete in Nogi Worlds? And a bunch of people wanted to compete that year. I was like, all right guys, we're gonna have team training. And they're like, hell yeah, when? I'm like, 6 a.m. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, if you want to compete at Nogi World and you want to go through the camp that I'm going to go through, I'm like, we got to be there at 6 a.m. And I was like, mm-hmm. really? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, why 6 a.m.? I'm like, because some of you guys might have to compete at 8 a.m. And it was true. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I, I think that year they, they started at 8 a.m. And I was like, some of you guys have to compete at 8 a.m. So I need you guys up, ready, and ready to go. They're like, okay. So then everybody started um, we started doing competition class at 6 a.m. So it went literally from like 20 to like 40 people in like a week or two. And I was like, fuck yeah. And wow. then everybody saw that that was like a tough class. So and, um, state as a tough class. And even though now I, I've kind of like, you know, that, that camp passed and then downgraded more back down to like a all levels class. Um, You know, everybody there is tough and everybody in there is just, it's pretty, pretty grinding. It's, it's my most... It's my class that I feel is the more knowledgeable, most knowledgeable, because like we really drill over things and we have a lot of time to be able to explain things. And there's nobody behind it, right? If we do like the four thirty, which is my fundamentals, we have a wrestling class right after. We do the evening class, it's like everybody's trying to go home to go eat dinner. You know what I'm saying? So it's like there's always right. something to do. Six a.m. It's like don't think that some guys do go to work after that, but some guys don't have to go to work till nine anyway, so they'll just like do those extra rounds. A ton of you know? we yeah yeah so it's like everybody pushed a little bit more we talk a little bit we go over technique a little bit even after class we'll bullshit about about um the technique that we want to know over that day and stuff like that so I feel still still very like strong in the knowledge part of it and I feel that a lot of the guys are like they're like yeah we're the tough guys we're the ones waking up and grinding and I was like "You're, you're pretty much right you know what I'm saying so it's like but like I said like it's not only that that's the reason why I feel it became strong that class, right? but uh. the classes are, are are strong too, man, like you know what I'm saying so it's like I, I feel every class has this, uh has this unique kind of like aura, you know what I'm saying and it's like every class is for. It's, a, it's an individual that drives them to those classes, you know, like even though I was saying like some of my guys, I do fundamentals at 430, have some like really good like brown boats and stuff like that, they only take that class, but then, like I said, it's like those are the people that create that energy in that class, those are the people that create that aura, and they know, so they're like attracted to being able to bring that energy to those classes, so it's like my 430 guys, are my 430 guys, and I'm like, man, you should go to the evening classes to like get like the the the, the harder guys and it's like i love this class this is my class i was like yeah it is you know what i'm saying so it's like you kind of like people fit in the right place and they they make themselves fit by 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 just being in that room and creating a a good energy i guess i would say
0: Mm, yeah yeah definitely it comes down to the the culture of the students and and yeah taking pride in in that in being there and what's great about the morning there's two things that I've really noticed that are great about the morning one is the consistency it's just like part of people's sure. schedules there's nothing else going on at that time except for of course your the comfort of your bed um and and the other thing is it's like you have an open mat every day because there is no class right after like exactly. you were saying people just stay and chop it up do way more rounds or they work on technique more it's yeah because yeah, just most gyms just don't have enough open mats because it's it's just costly. Like it, it generally doesn't make the gym money, and it's and it's just like it's just like you, yeah, it's just hard. It's hard to schedule. Um, for sure. So yeah, every more every morning can be that open mat time, basically after after the actual class and after the rounds. So um, I remember, I remember back one of your EBI victories. It was a you know EBI is always on Sundays. I was on Sunday yeah. night, and I remember you—you you won. You had like four matches, and you and you got gold that day. And it was—I think we were at a after dinner, like just every, everyone got together. We we went out to dinner after, and it was up in LA. And then, Oh, yeah, I, I think that was uh, actually.
1: Uh, I think that's the first time I won the combat jujitsu. That uh, yeah that was it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: must us been combat jujitsu, and then it was insane. You were like, "Yeah, and I'm gonna teach down in San Diego at 6 a.m. after this." And like, yeah. you were like the top you you were the champ, and you were still gonna like get probably less than four hours of sleep after your drive, maybe three hours yeah. sleep, and wake up for the 6 a.m. class. That was like yeah.
1: that that'll always stick in my brain.
0: Like that's yeah. just some OG OG yeah, literally
1: shit right there. like <laughs> last night. I mean you know, Eddie's classes run late, you know, like 11, Yeah. You know? like every shower's up, yeah, they're about like eleven fifteen. you know, and um, yeah, yesterday we went to HQ, got, we, me and Gio got our third degrees and stuff like that, and then I had to drive back home, and got home like around eleven thirty. Which went to sleep like at 2, and then I had to wake up for 6 a.m. as well today, you know, so it's like, I'm still on that same ground, man, it's like, it's one of those things, it's like, if, if they're willing to be there, why shouldn't I be there? You know, like they're willing to wake up. I'll be there too. Yeah. I may be a little bit tired, but then they ain't nothing. You know, red boy and some coffee can't fix, you know? So.
0: <laughs> yeah. And literally, yeah. And you're, you're in Geo's uh, like tagline has always been freaks don't sleep. And so yeah, I'm, yeah. so I'd like to know what's obviously there's a literal meaning to that, but like, what would you say is the metaphorical meaning to that? Cause obviously you sleep, you get sleep. Um, you've maybe supplement with some coffee, but like, what does that ethos really mean to you? Like, like, how, who came up with that? Like, and what, how is that?
1: That was, that how was that, a, like,
0: maybe, yeah, go on.
1: That, that, that was literally from, from just the breakdancing times, literally from our crew. Like, uh, our crew's called the Freak Show, and we we're always, we felt that we were always putting in work and always, training, we were always training, like, you know, we, we always see people partying, doing this, doing that, but we were always training, even other dancers, they are just like, let's go to this, let's go, to... and I was like, nah, man, we're going to be on a training, we're we're going to be on the dance floor, like, just training all day, like, you guys could do whatever you want, we're getting ready for different things, and once we got to jiu it was the same mentality, like, yo, you may want to do this, you want to go to dinner, and go get some drinks, it's like we're going to be on the mats. Even when you're sleeping, bro, we're going to be training, you know, and literally that that has happened before this. Like, me and Gio, like, we were we used to live closer when we, like, lived in Vista, and he would, like, text me in the middle of the night, and he'd be like, hey, what are you doing? And I'd be like, oh, I'm chilling. He's like, you're not sleeping? I was like, nah, he's like, you want to go train? And we had keys, so we'd just go train, like, at midnight or 1 o'clock and just drill for, like, an hour or two. And, you know, when everybody's sleeping, we're still training, so <laughs> – that's the thing, it's like, freaks don't sleep. We're always like, we're always thinking to evolve, you're right, and it's like, no matter what we're doing, we're always on the match, we're always putting in work. Um, regardless of what's happening, I may be injured, I'll figure out a way to work around it so I'm able to train, so it's like, there's nothing that's gonna stop me from being on the match or at the time on the dance floor, you know what I'm saying? Like training, working, getting better, trying to improve, and I feel that that helped us out. Even though it was just like the, the wording, we were actually living that scenario, right? It was like freaks do sleep. Like we're always going to be putting in that work where everybody's chilling. We're we're working, we're training, we're we're watching videos. We're doing something to improve ourselves.
0: What What is your average uh, number of hours of sleep per night?
1: I, I fall asleep pretty late usually. Like midnight is kind of like the time that I've been going to sleep and I usually wake up like around... Five fifteen.
0: So, okay, so you get Maybe about five, five, five hours of five, sleep per night.
1: Five, five and a half. If I'm lucky, yeah. yeah. It just really depends. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes it's even less because it's like I have a, a son as, as well now. Um, he's right. like two and a half, so it's like we we'll wake up in the middle oh. of night and we'll hang out for a little bit. You know, what I'm saying wow well, uh, put him to sleep or Nora puts him to sleep or something like that. But yeah, definitely. Um, I I learned how to live on. A short amount of sleep you know
0: <laughs> yeah do you and so yeah it feels sustainable just something you've done for like the past 10 years pretty much and...
1: yeah I've always I, I, I'm pretty good at things that I do I always kind of commit to them but one thing that I've never been good at is sleeping <laughs> it's something that I suck mm. at so <laughs> I definitely suck at sleeping I can't sleep very well and it's not that not insomnia or nothing like that but it's just like I just something I just rather be doing other stuff you know what i'm saying like so it's like, so what what, like, what what
0: what when that alarm goes off are you like is it hard to get out of bed at all or you're just pretty much like or are you no, almost just, like already I'm awake
1: like, yeah i like hit hit the hit my, my my timer or whatever wake up and just yeah i'm already at work like it's like it's easy it's like i'm already so used to it so it just kind of like becomes natural you know it's just like easy, easy for me to get up super fast and um before it was a struggle, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, and not that it was a struggle, but it was just like I was used to even sleeping later, so I would wake up just a little bit later. But to be honest, I figured out that that like me not doing six a.m. classes it makes me lazy. So there was a time that I'm like, well, I'm only going to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so I'm going to skip two days. That would wreck my whole week. That would like destroy my week. Right. So and I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm not doing that no more. I'm going to teach them all again. You know. So it's like I was trying to like you know, give myself a little bit more time to sleep and stuff like that. But honestly, it made it worse. It made everything worse. I I, I don't like naps either. So everybody's like, oh, well, you take naps, right? It's like, actually, I don't at all, you know, like, I feel that 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 messes up my day. Like, that messes up everything. Like, I feel like I get lazier. Like, if I take a nap, like, when I wake up, I'm like, man, I'm like all groggy and stuff like that. And I'm like, I can't do it. So it's like, I'm always kind of just, like I said, man, not uh what's it say, like Red Bulls and coffee, man, it really does help my like heart a lot. How how many are you talking on average? not not crazy. Like usually when I wake up, um I, I go I, I come to the gym or whatever, when I go back home I drink coffee and in the evenings before I start teaching, I usually do like either a coffee or a red bull. So like twice twice a day. Like nothing crazy, but it's like gives me that extra mm. boost to just go go forward, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah no cop yeah that's uh that's uh that's pretty impressive that you don't take any naps and yeah because yeah i'm sure it's but yeah the for the certainly helps and now, now i know you do have one vice um that's not training and that is disneyland yeah uh, <laughs> so you've you've been yeah i've been seeing you on on social media for a lot for as long as i've known you you've been going to disneyland uh, it's been something that, uh, I think you and know it's all, oh, I always saw Nor there, but maybe it was before Nora, yeah. I don't know. Um, so t- tell me why, cause you're like, uh, the, yeah, you're kind of a scary looking dude and you're <laughs> one of the last people that people that anyone would expect to be at Disneyland. Uh, yeah, yeah. and like very, very, in a very unashamed way. Uh, so yeah. yeah, why, yeah. <laughs> What, what's the meaning behind that? Like, how did that start, and like, what what keeps you going back, even though you've seen you've ridden every ride probably like thousands of times?
1: Yeah, like so, it's it's kind of weird because like I I have this like weird like fascination like, and there's like a big old stigma of like how cringe it is, Whatever. So I, I and honestly, it's not a big deal for me. But like for me, it's more like nostalgic. You know what I'm saying? Like I I it's a uh, I remember going like with my grandpa and like my brother and my sister, and my mom. And it was like the best times. And it's like, one of those places that it's like, can't not, not be happy. And unless you're like looking to not be happy, you're like, I don't want to have fun today. You won't have fun. Right. But it's like, if you're just trying to have a good time and just get loose and enjoy it, like it's easy to just go there and just have that one day and just like, ah, oh, just let go of everything. And just kind of enjoy like fatty foods and everybody's smiling everybody's happy. So just, it's attractive, you know what I'm saying? Like like the smiling it's a it, it, it attracts you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like it makes you it makes you kind of um if you see people happy, you're gonna be happy. If you see people smiling, you're gonna be smiling too. So it's like a it's it, it, it's it's a it's and, and it becomes addictive in a sense. Like it's like, man, I'm always happy here. Why shouldn't I go back? Like it's like I wanna be happy all the yeah. time, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's one of those things. But I got it from when I was little, man. Like we used to go Back in the days, me and my family used to go like i think like once or twice a year, you know, and like we would all go, and it was like the best time we lived in in South Central at the time when we used to go, and um it was just the funnest yeah. time like i I love hanging out with my family, and it was just so much fun and and everybody was happy, and my mom was happy, my grandma was happy, my grandpa and it was just like super fun, so it's like it always kind of takes me back to those times. Where it's like, man, it's just so much fun here. And it's like, there's been so much enjoyment here at the same time that it's like, it's hard not to be happy when you go there. But it's like when me and Nora started dating, like we would go out a lot and stuff like that. But as we got older, like the partying was same. So it's like, I'd rather spend my money on something like that. Just me and her enjoy and just go eat some bomb food and just churros and, and, and you know, just be messy for a day and just kind of like, enjoy each other's company at Disney instead of being like going to a club or a bar you know what I'm saying like it's like I I feel people Mm -hmm. like oh like literally the people that talk shit about Disney and stuff are the same people that are drinking and getting drunk on Saturday night you know what I'm saying like it's like okay, cool, Uh, you're drinking on Saturday night and I'm enjoying myself and and that's cool because you're enjoying yourself obviously, right, that's why people do it and it's like, and I'm enjoying myself on Sunday at at this, yeah, yeah, exactly Uh, I'm over there on Sunday enjoying a a, a nice Sunday with my wife and just enjoying fucking rides and, you know, thrills and just people watching and just, you know what I'm saying like, enjoying it, I guess Mm. enjoying the day, you know, so it's like it's, it's kind of like one of those things that it's like, it's not necessarily like a, it is, I would never judge anybody for having a good time doing something, but it's like, for me, it's like, I would easily do this over anything else. And I honestly think like having those, because we, me and North started going to Disney when we were like, kind of like, maybe like a year or two years into our relationship. And I feel that that like, got us closer just like we enjoyed a lot of even more things together right like it's like the same kind of snacks the same kind of walks like people watching like just little things like that and I'm like man this actually like made our relationship stronger it was weird because like we had like season pass and we just go all the time and it was just like have so much fun you know so yeah I think it kind of connected us in, in a better way yeah what I really like is how you like
0: noticed you know you got feedback from just doing this this thing that every everyone kind of does in, in their kid to go with their family to Disneyland, but you really like uh you know you were aware of some things some effects it had on you, and you were very really intentional going forward with the fact that yeah. oh it's like good good to be around people to have a smile on their face for sure um, for sure and and you notice that just that just really uplifts you and you can you can choose to be happy it's a choice it takes some seeking of a proper environment for that to happen but like it's a choice and so that kind of makes me think a little bit as because we're, we're, we're going to wrap up in a few uh there's a lot more i want to talk about but we'll we'll save it for a future episode uh like was there was there a certain period of your life well there had to be everyone has it is it, what period of your life would you say had the most difficulty or when you were smiling the least that really uh that that you really remember and then if so like what wisdom got you through that and what about and like and another way of asking that is what wisdom do you are you is most important to you to pass on to your to your uh is it your son or daughter two and a half yeah your son when when you imagine him going through that that period of life what do you really want to make sure he knows that learns from his father
1: you know for me like i feel like like it wasn't necessarily like my lowest point, but before jujitsu, like I had, it was in like before jujitsu, I feel that it, it was very, I had no direction and I was like going into a, a depression in a sense. Like I had, I felt that I like didn't know what I was doing. So I I, I didn't have a way out to getting out of my problems, meaning like rents do all that stuff. So it's like, it, I always had like a, there was nothing there for me to like, even though i had a job and everything like that like it was like i wasn't happy you know i wasn't making enough money and it it goes through like the the common um um you know kind of growing up it's like it's like if you don't grow up at at a certain pace or a certain way actually sorry about that Uh,
0: i guess i'll hear you at that Uh, at that point were you already uh break you already like
1: elite break dancer yeah, yeah. And honestly, like breakdancing kind of gives you a a, a a good path and stuff like that. And but there's no I felt there was no end goal. Like it was like, well, I got into this certain level. My whole crew did. And then it's like, but what else is there? Like, what what's my future? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like I could be a dancer and I'm winning competitions and I'm making a few hundred, a few thousand dollars. Not even a few, like literally, like one thousand dollars, like for the yeah. biggest tournaments and shit. And I'm like, how is that? Gonna, how is that going to change my life? Like, how is that making my life better? I love it mm-hmm. and I enjoy it, but it's like I feel I felt that there was a dead end, and that made mm-hmm. me depressed because I spent my life doing this one thing that I felt had no further going. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck am I doing? Like, did I waste my life? Like, it, like I literally. Didn't go to college, didn't do nothing like that because of dancing, and I was like, mm. w- w- "What the fuck am I doing now? Like, what am I gonna do?" And it was depressing, bro. Like it was like, 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 like I, I saw some of my best, like literally, like some of my crew members, some of my good friends, like. Going into drugs because it's like they're just fucking depressed, man. It's like it, it, it takes you to a spiral sometimes. And it's like there's some guys that are very successful and then they're going to school as and stuff like that. But we took it to a different thing. It's like we're like really committed, like literally freaks so asleep, right? But at the end of the day, it's like we're trained so hard so much that there was the only thing that mattered in our lives. And then it's like, what's life after that? And I'm like, we never looked beyond dancing, you know? And it was like one of those things that it's like, fuck, we fucked up, you know what I'm saying, in a, in a sense because, like, and it's not that we fucked mm-hmm. up because I regret none of that. I had some of the best times of my life dancing, but when it came down to, like, growing up and, and having a family and, you know, ha- having a, a real relationship, it's like, well, what do I do now? Like, I'm working at this warehouse, cool, and I'm, like, 25, 26, and I'm, like, there's nothing more like like what am I am I gonna go to school now at 26? I'm like I can. I'm like, but what if what are my choices? You know, and it's like, uh, you know, started drinking more, started smoking more weed, stuff like that. You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. man, like like what do I do now? You know, and it's like, after that, I'm like I found jujitsu, and even though I didn't ever think that that it was gonna take me to a to a place that I am now. Like I never thought it was gonna take me to a to, you know, a new life. I uh, it made me have fun and it made me enjoy life in a different way. Like it's like something starting something new. So even though I spent my life doing something, like it started something new again. I was like mm-hmm. like a like a like a like a, a a a fresh air again, you know what I'm saying? Like a breath of fresh air and I'm just like okay, I could do this and just have fun with it. And then we'll figure it out as we go, you know? And then it became like me teaching. I'm like, oh, cool. You can make some money off of this. And like, I don't have to, you know, I still have my job. And then it became like, oh man, I'm making pretty good money. I'm making the same amount of money that I'm making teaching that I'm making at my job. And then it became like, oh shit, I have to really focus on this because I'm making good money and it's becoming my job. And then it's like, oh man, now I'm gonna pay off all my debt, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, cool. Like it started making me more happy because now I'm able to do something that I love so much. And it's like taking me on this whole different path. And then before you know it, it's like, oh man, we're gonna buy a house with jujitsu money. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like how, how is this happening? <laughs> it's jujitsu, it's martial arts, it's something that I love, it's my passion. How am I? How am I gonna buy a house? And then now, today, literally, like, we're about to, like, buy this huge lot, this huge house, and we're selling our, our house that we're at now, and now we have, like, a real forever home. And I'm like, nice. how the fuck did this happen? How did my life change? And it's like, you know, I always had good attitude, and I always worked very hard. Those are two things that, 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 that I always kept, you know? And that's something that I would tell my son. It's like, no matter how down I was, no matter what, I always found a a way to, you know, be enthusiastic and just be like, you know what? It's going to work out somehow, some way, somehow we will make this work, you know? And even though I was depressed, like I knew that I had my girl with me and I knew that I had to do something, man up, basically. Sorry, I think I lost you That's okay. Okay, I'm hearing you. Okay, yeah. I have to man up and, and figure out how to make ends meet somehow. And even though we're going paycheck to paycheck, we always had food on our table, and we always had we always had um money for rent. You know, say so no matter what, everything else was just extra, right? And I remember the day that I'm like, I need to do something, and and it's when I like really like I remember living in LA. We we're living in Downey area, and um, I remember we had like a cup of noodle. And I'm like, and I had zero money and it was like a Wednesday and I didn't get paid till Friday. And I'm like, yeah, you baby, I'm already eight. And I was just like, that was our last meal. And I was like, figure out how to make money now. And somehow, some way we made it happen. And, you know, we're able to buy a couple more cup of noodles and, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> then I I, 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 I'm like, I have to change something. And then that's when my life started changing, man. I I, I knew that I didn't want to be that guy that you know, was living paycheck to paycheck no more. And I had to grow up and do something, but I, it wasn't gonna be through dancing. It had to be something new, it had to be something different. And somehow, some way, man, mm. somebody heard me up there and, 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 or something, the energy in the world, whatever you believe yeah. in. And 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 I, I knew that I've always worked hard. I knew that I always had a good pos- positive energy. I found jujitsu, and after jujitsu, I, I fucking just went all in, man. Like even without even knowing that I was gonna go all in, I like gave myself to like training and being good at it and having fun and and just really enjoying the ride and the path and the journey of jujitsu. And cause I, cause me doing that, it gave me a better life, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like just work hard and and, and just. One of those things is like that that I would tell my my son is like, dude, work hard, have good good vibe, good energy, and just be positive, man. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like positivity will take you to that next level, man. Believe it or not, and and having a good energy and good attitude will attract people to to want you to be around. And attract people to want to give you some sort of help. You know, to push you forward because they wanna. Back you up. They want to be behind you. They want to be involved in your journey of life. And I feel that that's what happened, man. It's just my energy, my positivity, and, and just my 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 hard work ethic. Like made people want to stand behind me and, and help me with my journey. And you know, every single person in my school, in my classes, those are the people that are helping me with my journey in one way or another. You know, going to seminars and people going to those 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 are the people that help me with my journey and and making a better life for myself you know so regardless of, of the scenario it's like just just being positive in in every shape way or form you know it's like um could, could lead a, a a good path i guess i would say
0: yeah i don't know if that yeah, was the a answer perfect place. you were looking
1: for no yeah. that,
0: no that's <laughs> the great answer it's a perfect place to end i mean i and i'll just add i just still one thing i distilled out of that is like you have a killer combination of this like pot positive work ethic along with trying new things and breaking out of patterns. Because jujitsu is not gonna be the answer for everybody. Like not everyone no, has no. the talent or or the interest. But to the fact that you went and entered a new community and tried something new, for someone else that might just be it, it, maybe they did try jujitsu as something new, but they met it's because they met someone who ended up uh, connecting them with a job opportunity. And for sure. And you Honestly, you broke out of certain patterns. And that's great.
1: And even that, I see so many people here have certain kind of jobs and then they meet somebody here, and then they start working together. Dude, I, that's happened so many times at my gym, and I'm yeah. like, and now they like, they like work this crazy construction company now, because it's like, they did two things, and they did, became buddies, and it's like, now they have this fucking, like, super tag team, like, yeah. fucking company, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's sick, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, Man, it, it really does. It connects people the right way. And it's like the cool thing about jujitsu. it connects people from all different forms of life. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it might be something that you never thought would mesh together. And then out of nowhere, it's like, you guys are working together and you're just like, what the fuck? How did this happen? You know? And it's like, I don't know, mm-hmm. man. Something about the synergy of Jiu-Jitsu that it's like, it's incredible, man. It's it's powerful. It's positive. And it's like, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm like, honestly, like, so thankful that I found this. Cause it's like, man, even when all that crazy stuff was happening a few years ago with, with, uh, with yeah. the shutdowns and all that stuff, like, man, yeah. I never even knew that we were going to be able to do jujitsu again, you know? And, and, and before you knew it, it was like, it was like, like, like for me, like, I'm like, man, this could be like me never doing jujitsu. I just have to be grateful for what jujitsu brought for me already. And it may never go past this. You know, it's like, I just be happy that you ever found jujitsu. And thankfully, we were able to to keep kick it up again and and be able to to start jujitsu all over again, you know. But man, there's a time that I'm like, just be grateful for what you what you found that what once what was that what was there, you know. What I'm saying like it was there once, you know, and just be happy that it was ever there. But yeah, man, it, it, it's just a beautiful thing, brother. <laughs> Richie
0: Martinez, thank you so much for today. Thank you, and for having I'm, me, uh, brother. I'm really looking forward
1: to the, the next time we can do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure, brother. Anytime, brother. Thank you so much.